Welcome to Expounded Universe with your hosts, Jeff and John. The book, Shadows of the Empire by Steve Perry. Year, 1996. Chapters 16 through 18. Let's go. Who gave that dog a crossbow and two bachelor's degrees? <laughs> Pulls everyone cheese on. I don't know why. <laughs> That's Vader, the world's greatest power top. Take a look at these meat bags. Welcome back to Expounded Universe. Oh, shit. I'm Jeff. That's John. This is Shadows of the Empire. This is it. 1996 Expanded Universe Star Wars Review Podcast, where we talk nothing but the happenstance that occurs between episodes five and sti- six of everyone's favorites. Five, five and six. six. Five. <laughs> Somewhere between Return of the Jedi, or sorry, Empire Strikes Back in 1981 and Mr. Roboto in 1977. <laughs> Somewhere in between there. <laughs> that's where that's where we operate. That's our kind of gray area where we get all of our work done, if you will. So, uh, as always, what we do here is we review old expanded universe Star Wars novels, which have long since passed away from being expanded universe and into being Star Wars Legends. Indeed. These are no longer canon, except for when new books come out and make old things canon again. Yes, certain new books do count as canon, and several of the new books contain stuff from old books. Yeah. So, for example, that Star Wars Rebels show has already gone on to make uh, the Clone Wars show canon, and also to make uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn canon. Oh, well, Thrawn's in several of the new books as yes, well. Yes, yeah. Thrawn is too popular to lose. I don't think they'll ever get rid of him. No, no one wants to lose Grand Admiral sexy-ass Thrawn. Which is weird, because it, it makes me wonder if all of Thrawn's adventures are therefore also canon. Like, is it just the concept of the character that's canon, or, like, are Nogri canon? Nah, man, just just Thrawn. Just, what about Mara Jade, his... his Negatory uh, just Thrawn. No, what about Talon Card and his only Thrawn and his amazing uh, freighter, the Wild Card? There worst can of names. be only Thrawn. Uh, fine, only sexy, sexy Thrawn. He's just, sexy. Just and his he kisses. <laughs> only Thrawn and his kisses. His kisses of destiny. <laughs> wow, that that's got to be his house band, doesn't it? Kisses of destiny. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Thrawn and the kisses of destiny. Uh, anyway, let's get back to it, shall we? Because we've got a lot of ground to cover this week. Chapters 16 through 18 are pretty busy. Oh, man, they are chock full of nonsense, and it is glory. I mean, like, first sentence right out the gate, beginning of the chapter, starts with a high note. Yeah. And you're so just like, it, it's great from then on. Chapter 16 starts with our beloved Sand Yokel and, and Han Assholo in, uh, I'm sorry, Dash Rendar, Douche Rendar, what are, what are we calling him? <laughs> What are, what are we doing with this? What are we doing? It's something. Uh, so anyway, Dash and Luke are hanging out in Ben's condo, and Dash is just being an asshole for no reason at all. Yeah, that's what's happening. Because because Luke's like like uh, why why do you think they'd send a swoop gang after me? And and what are you doing here, Dash Rendar? Well, golly, well, golly gee, well, yuck. I built a lightsaber for myself. Hi y'all, I'm Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I done murdered the person who lives in this house, and now I do. <laughs> Squatter's rights. <laughs> no, okay. But it's it's amazing because Dash's response is straight up just, hey, I'm a douche for no reason. Because his response is like, oh, well, Princess Leia paid me to watch after you. Don't know why. It seems like she likes you. Can't figure out why she'd like you. You seem like a piece of shit to me. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, pretty much 
every time we get anything with Dash Rendar, it is either him trying way too hard to be cool or him just being a huge dickbag. Yeah, for no reason at all. Like, he literally says, the princess is fond of you, can't see why, to Luke, who's just asking a, like, idle question. He's just being an asshole. And Luke shouldn't be putting up with this shit. Luke no, is some he sort doesn't of, know him. No, and he's some sort of backwoods tractor jockey. That's Luke is not a not a civilized, effete person. Oh, no, this is the type of thing where you crush a beer can on your head and you're like, the fuck did you just say to me, boy? Yeah, he's, he should be taking swings at Dash over shit like that. Oh, yeah, he's like, them's fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, me, the parking lot at Toshi Power Station. Let's do this. <laughs> No weapons except for the bottom half of beer bottles. Look, you, as soon as I'm done with these wings, we're having words. <laughs> we got to get square before Jesus. <laughs> uh, so then then Dash has to ask him, hey, are you going to drink all that water before it evaporates? I'm so cool. So Luke gives him water, and I love this, which he, and this is a quotes, noisily drinks. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if you're, Again, I feel like they keep trying to make these characters cool with like Shizor and Rendar by having them do ridiculous nonsense. But every time I'm just like, what are you drinking? Just yeah. What is he doing that's noisy about the drinking? I, I, I came up with a couple of examples. I, maybe is he's slurping his lips a lot, so he's like a lot as he's drinking. Or maybe he's making exaggerated mm noises. You no, think? He's, he's making super exaggerated gulp noises. Like, <laughs> that's like that. I mean, I like to think he straight up drinks it like an eight-year-old kid who's been playing outside for too long and keeps running out of breath from drinking. No, what he's doing is drinking it like a dog is that's got a hose sprayed out and just... Wargarble. <laughs> Yeah, he's just war garbling. He's just he's just throwing the water in his face and war garbling about it. Yeah. Why does he need to noise? Water is not drunk noisily. <laughs> of the things you drink noisily, maybe soup. Yeah, maybe soup. Soup can be drank noisily. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I like to think he's doing the thing where he's like an eight year old kid. He keeps running out of breath from drinking. You know, he's like. <laughs> I love water so much. Oh, water. Oh, I've been running too much. Uh, anyway, Luke is straight up. He gets his answer of, why are you here? Where's Leia? Of, oh, Leia's off researching Black Sun to see if they can help her figure out who sent that droid assassin to kill you. Yeah. And Luke has to have his uh, get another little Luke thinking about Leia moment uh. where he's like, just boggle-eyed. He's like, a woman researching Black Sun? Well, that's the Lord or man's work. <laughs> <laughs> I I love every time someone thinks about another character in this because in the original Star Wars, of course, we don't get to hear anyone's internal monologue, but thankfully, Steve Perry lets us know that everyone's internal monologue is, what a bunch of goofuses, I can't believe it. Yeah, everyone just seems to be astonished by anything anyone else is doing. Uh, in this case, he's kind of like, what, could Leia research Black Sun? I don't know if a lady should research black... Well, and this is quotes again, Leia is a big girl. Uh, she can take care of herself, except for that time that Darth Vader captured her, and then Han and I had to go rescue her, and we got covered in stinky garbage. I love that he keeps going with it, too. It's not even the, you know, she's a big girl, except for that time she got captured, which, one, dude... You got Shut your hand cut off by Vader three weeks ago, you piece of shit. Yeah, you're not allowed to be like, oh, you got captured by Vader. What a 
What a weak woman. Dude, you got your ass kicked, and then you jumped <laughs> off of a fucking station. And then get... she rescued you herself. Yeah. <laughs> what are you claiming here? Except for the time she got captured by Vader and escaped with all her parts. <laughs> you know, she's a big girl, except for that time they were boarded by the Empire. You're like, <laughs> uh, that, that doesn't really have anything to do with anything. I'm pretty sure all of the uh, the rebel soldiers that got shot were wearing their big boy pants, too. I feel like it's mostly impressive that she got captured by Vader and you know who she is still. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she managed out. to survive long enough for you to get there, you big dumb yokel. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, so, and, and also, he's sort of remembering the, the garbage scene from, from uh, New Hope here for no reason at all. Hey, remember when we got covered in stinky poop, Luke? We sure did. And I I also enjoy that it's just he's having this weird revelry and Dash has to knock him out of it. And he's like, huh, what? Oh, sorry. I was reliving my one of my favorite moments when I was in garbage fighting a garbage monster <laughs> with a big dog. Well, Luke is, Luke is crazy impressed by the concept of liquid garbage. <laughs> he grew up on Tatooine. He's never seen that. It's it, His poops are just sand. Oh yeah, he has those uh, those like fucking uh, what are they Tasmanian devil poops or whatever? No, it's the uh, the wombat poops that are just solid squares. <laughs> yes, yeah. Luke has been pooping squares his whole life, blue squares. Yeah, he's just like whoop. There we go. There's another blue square. Man, that's got to be our first T-shirt right there. Is Luke poops blue squares? And oh it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's just blue squares all over the shirt. I don't know. I don't think that's going to sell very well. <laughs> I think that's the main export of Tatooine is dice, but it's just <laughs> it's just numbers painted onto people's poops. <laughs> uh, okay, so Dash suggests at this point that they could probably get some answers as to where that swoop gang came from if they go raid Jabba's palace to figure out who sent the swoop troop. Now, we also find out later in these chapters that. Dash, and of course we've seen it before, Dash doesn't want to do anything dangerous. No, he doesn't want to do anything. He doesn't want to do a goddamn thing unless someone is paying him, but it's his suggestion to, we should raid the most powerful person on Tatooine's palace. (laughs) Yeah, let's go go raid Jabba's palace and see why he sent that swoop troop after you. Swoop troop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've got to go find out what's going on with that swoop troop. They'll always be together. Look, why did your swoop troop raid us? Uh, Jabba just thinks that they're the best of friends forever. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, none of this makes any sense, though. Like, like, okay, if Jabba has heard of Luke and sends a swoop gang out to kill him, then how come he needs an introduction with Luke at the beginning of Return of the Jedi, which is going to happen in about three months? <laughs> He's at the point where it's like, this is Luke Skywalker. He's some kind of Jedi. Some kind of Jedi. Ho, 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 ho. Wait a minute. Didn't I send a bunch of guys to kill you like... <laughs> Like three months ago. Wait a minute. I had an entire meeting with my boss about this. <laughs> he's got. I, I still kind of want Jabba to have a moment here where he's like, wait, Skywalker? Of the Tatooine Skywalkers? I lost 50 credits on your dad like 30 years ago at the Bunta Eve Classic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I fell asleep during, but for Christ's sake, that was supposed to be a lock for Sebulba, you piece of shit. You son of a bitch. I'm holding... I whipped so many batteries at your dad. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, this uh, scintillating conversation about the plan to go to Jabba's palace too early for the movies is interrupted when a messenger droid comes firing out of the sky. Yeah. Just, it's a weird form of communication because normally you would just send a message over a holonet, but apparently you 
shoot a droid at someone if you want to communicate without it getting intercepted. Yes, it's supposed to be the secretest way of communicating with people because you can you can fire these tiny little droids that are apparently hyperspace capable uh, that will fly from planet to planet and land and deliver their message to only the person they're supposed to deliver it to. Except the weird thing to me is this lands like miles away from them. Well, it so lands it's- miles away from anything. Well, yeah, it's... Okay, we're trying to get to fucking Kenobi's. You don't have an exact address for somewhere in the desert of Tatooine, so you just shoot a guy down there. But I'm thinking, man, that's not a very secure way, because you just shot that out into the middle of nowhere. Some Jawa's going to be like, dee-dee, right? just take that shit. So, okay, he. it turns out later, and we'll get to why, where this messenger droid is coming from, that the, per, the person who fired it knew that Leia had been on Tatooine. Yeah. Okay, sure, but... That's still not a smart place to shoot it to. You're a rebel, dude. Shoot it to the rebels. There's a chain of command that Leia is at the top of. The message will get to her. Yeah, and the fact that it's like, oh, Leia or one of her representatives, you're like, dude, if you just went, oh, we're going to send it to rebel base, wherever that happens to be. Well, at this point, it's not Hoth anymore. They just abandoned that. I don't remember where their rebel base is at this point in time. Yavin? Uh, I think Yavin gets abandoned at the end of uh, New Hope. Uh, Gavin. It's Gavin. It's 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 Dantooine. It's uh, <laughs> it's one of the many planets that gets mentioned, but no one ever goes there. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, this messenger droid goes firing into the desert and lands about a half kilometer away from Luke and Dash. Anyway, uh, they head over there. I don't care. I want to get to the next part. Yeah. Well, sure you do. I just want to say one last thing. Messenger droid misses their house by about a half kilometer. Dash goes. Well, I wonder who sent that. Maybe it was Dar- it was Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because definitely what Jabba the Hutt would do is shoot his messenger droid far into space so it could land a few miles from his house. Yeah. That's that's definitely the plan. Also, when he says that, he checks his blaster's power, and then Luke responds to it. He sees him check his blaster power and goes, well, I'll just check to see if my lightsaber's still on my belt. Yep. He's just such a fucking kid. <laughs> All right, anyway, we can get to the next part now, John, and I know why you want to. Because- oh, God, it's it's glorious. Well, it's time to check in with our good friend Sheezor. And it is time to check in with incoming call for you, Prince Sheezor. Yep. Apparently, yet another one of the Vox chips on the various. For some, for some reason, Sheezor seems to live in a world where everything in his house can talk. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, at least this is his communications device. Yes, yeah, that's fair enough. This is like his phone or something. That's like incoming message, Prince Sheezor. Got you like that? I learned it from your chair. I love that. Not only is this thing malfunctioning, but it's malfunctioning the same way the chair is, which makes me imagine that all of his talking devices are talking to each other like, hey, you know what I heard pisses him off? You go, Sheezor. Well, maybe Sheezor is a really common name, but like just Sheezor, the way you're supposed to say it, is like super rare. It's like he's looking for a BART license plate. <laughs> and he keeps buying stuff off the rack that has the same spelling, but it's actually BORT license plates he keeps buying. <laughs> My son is also called Sheezor. <laughs> uh. So, anyway, yeah, another machine is fucked up. And and uh, he, he orders it to examine its own Vox chip. Yeah, do a self-diagnostic on yourself, would you? Yeah. And uh, then he gets, it, it, basically at this point, he has a quick little like monologue about how everything is breaking down. Uh, He's like, ugh, you know, in the olden days, all of my toys didn't call me she's or... You know, back in the good old days, everything everything's going fine. to entropy in a turbo lift, he says. Uh, yeah, let's Star Wars up them words a little bit. That one I'm almost okay with, because 
you know, who makes baskets anymore? We've been at high technology for 25,000 years in the Star Wars universe. So entropy in an elevator is fine by me. Uh, yeah, so so that happens, and the spy is only calling to tell him that Vader is home. Yeah, yo, Vader's home. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to go ride my bike by his house and see if he's outside. <laughs> I'm going to throw rocks at his window. <laughs> I'm going to ride by my bike. Maybe he's doing chores. Maybe he doesn't have his shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. She Shizor is super into the idea of Vader doing chores without his shirt on. Shizor's like, "Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go by his house in the middle of the night. I'm gonna dirty up his car so he has to wash it." Oh yeah, then I then I'm gonna ride by all slow on my bike and see if he notices. Yeah, when I when I get past him and he looks up, I'm gonna ring the little bell. <laughs> ching ching. <laughs> Hi, Vader. <laughs> Are you going to the town social? Oh my! No. So basically, what we are imagining here is Shizor Invader in a Carly Rae Jepsen video. Is that pretty is- much it? <laughs> yeah, he really, 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 really likes Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> uh So, uh, so yeah, that's basically all it is. It's just sort of hit some spy of his going, "Hey, uh, Vader's back from his thing where he went off and killed a bunch of like rebel dudes," and then we get. Yet another goddamn like twenty minute monologue out, or in, internal monologue, by the way, out of Shizor about how the uh, how reptiles are great. Yeah, it's oh man, Vader's way too passionate. That's his problem. But you know why? Mammals, fucking mammals. That's why. Yeah, reptiles ain't passionate. Reptiles are cold. Cold is the result of calculation and planning. Cold is always much better. All I can think when he's doing this is, all right, well, how come lizard people aren't running the Empire then? It seems like you're on the losing team. Yeah, it seems like most of the species actually out there are mammals. I mean, there are so few other lizard people out there that everyone only knows them by their first name and not their species. Uh, Everyone knows a Bosk. Not a lot of people know what a Trandoshan is. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone knows you, Shizor, but no one's ever heard of the fucking Faline. Uh, so sad. It's sad. He's like, oh, reptiles always win. Well, they're taking their goddamn time. Yeah. that's That seems to be... But this is what I love about this monologue, is that at a certain point in Shizor's own internal monologue, he starts listing off a keyworded examples for himself. Yes, calculation and cunning are much better. Take, for example, Princess Leia. <laughs> Take, for example, did he just click over a slide on the presentation running in his own head? Oh, yeah. In his own brain, he's having a little PowerPoint going by. He's like, okay, as you can see from slide five. What'd you think of that rotating changeover from the one slide to the next? It comes with a whole package of those. Watch, the next one's going to be a star wipe. Star wipe. just... Well, anyway, he's like, take, for example, Princess Leia. When I totally rape her, you guys, I'll take my time with it. Oh, yeah. He's like, yo, I want to do Princess Leia, but I ain't just going to do her. Oh, no, I got plans. And you're like, great. Okay. Thanks. But you, but you do still plan to rape Princess Leia, right? Oh, yes. That's definitely always my plan. Ugh. Okay. Just just checking. <laughs> I don't want there to be any heat when we're doing it. I want it to all be cold and dispassionate. That's all I care about as a Faleen. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, fuck you, Shizor. He's just sitting there in his room still plotting rapes. Yeah, he's still the worst. So then we cut to Vader, who is watching Shizor's spy via spy cam. Yeah. At this point, I'd be happier if Shizor was just a bright white Darth Vader. And they were, and they just kept trying to hide bombs in each other's stuff. <laughs> like, ah, I got you, Vader. And then he pulls his helmet off, and it's like another white spy. And he's like, what? And then no. they both explode. 
And then Vader's just on uh, the back on a passing billboard snickering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would much rather watch Vader versus Vader than, than whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, Vader's got his own spy camera hidden on a robot snail that cleans the streets in front of Vader's house. Uh, yep. I mean, I'm not even... I think they say it's snail-like, but, I mean, come on. It's a giant robo-snail that cleans the streets. Yeah, and instead of a trail of slime, it leaves a trail of cleanliness. (laughs) Which I like to think means that there's slime in front of it. Yeah. That normally that street's mostly slime. It's one of them reverse snails. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's what's going on. He's watching, he's got a a camera on the local robo-snail, and he's using it to watch a spy who is sitting at a cafe reading, what was it called, like, hard facts or something? Hard facts. It's it's, with an X. It's supposed to be like he's reading the newspaper, but you can't say newspaper because it's Star Wars. You have to say a science word. Well, yeah, because normally you would be reading the hollow facts. Yeah, but this guy's not. He's reading a printout, so he's got some news facts or something. Yeah. And he's drinking a hot drink that's long gone cold. Great. All right. So Vader, to a little for a little moment here, has basically just kind of monologues to himself. There's a lot of monologuing in this opening chapter um, about how he hates spy nonsense. Yeah, he's like, God, I can do it. I just fucking hate it. Oh, so annoying. I can't wait to just kill this guy. Uh, but I can't, because then the Emperor would get mad. He's like, I need an actual reason to kill this guy. Unlike everyone in the Empire, where I just murder admirals for no reason and the emperor's like all right yeah he's basically like this fucking guy i uh and and then the emperor likes him i hate it's a total bro conversation (laughs) like vader's unwilling to admit it to himself because he's an emotionless super robot but he's real mad because his felix and oscar relationship with the emperor is strained because the emperor has found an extra oscar (laughs) yeah yeah hey buddy you want to come over and play stupid video games of course i do do you have anyone to rape uh, Meanwhile, Vader's like, uh, could you please do the dishes just this one time? <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be what's happening, but he's unwilling to acknowledge that. That it, Mostly, he's he's really mad at Shizor because his friendship is being challenged. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, so uh, at this point, we're still in Chapter 16. Luke and Dash have dragged the crashed me- messenger droid back into, le- into uh, Ben Kenobi's house. Yeah. So they've got this droid, the message is still intact, even though it just crash-landed onto a planet. And basically, it keeps saying, uh, (laughs) I have a message for Princess Leia. I have a message for Princess Leia. And eventually, R2's like, hey, what about one of Princess Leia's representatives? And the droid's like, okay, I have a message for Princess Leia, or one of her representatives that knows the password. (laughs) Uh, The... (laughs) The weird thing to me, again, with this, is Luke's ability to know what R2-D2 is saying without speaking the beep boops. Yeah. Because it's just, R2 beeps at this machine, and then uh, Luke's like, oh, I guess he's trying to tell it that I could be a representative. Yes, you can do that. You speak fluent beep boops, Luke. It's not even like the book needs to establish it. The movie established it. Quit quit trying to hide that you speak the beep boops. (laughs) He's ashamed of it. He's like, no, I didn't grow up in a poor neighborhood. I don't need to speak beep boop. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so in case Dash notices, he's like, huh, you can speak the language of moisture evaporators? (laughs) (laughs) Nerd. (laughs) Oh, I bet you had to drink blue milk at every meal, too, didn't you, farm boy? (laughs) (laughs) 
But no, Luke speaks beep boops. Just own it, Luke. Own up to your beep boops. Well, let's let's get through this because for fuck's sake, the password. <laughs> oh yeah. He's like, All right, well, we we need the password that Princess Leia has decided on. He's like, uh Is it Luke Skywalker? No. Oh. I don't got no more guesses. Uh, is it Han Solo? No. <sighs> okay, so Luke guesses the two stupidest possible passwords. Yep. Just he basically does his password guess based around what boy do I think she likes. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, at that point, he may as well go. Is it password? <laughs> <laughs> is it Corey Haim? <laughs> <laughs> is it Jonathan Taylor Thomas? <laughs> Uh, but uh, he guesses the stupidest possible password at this point, Alderan. You know, the planet that she was the princess of and that she is from and that she identifies with and the only thing you know about her that's a sci-fi thing and we know it about her. And it is indeed the password, yes. Yes, Alderaan is indeed the password, which again, may as well have been like, what's the password? Rebellion. Guest. Oh, <laughs> is the password Princess Leia? Is the password admin? <laughs> It's not even like Alderaan one two three or Alderaan, but the opening A is a four. <laughs> no, it's just Alderaan, and you're like, man, anyone could have guessed this after like two tries. How are you in charge of the rebellion? How is That's, anyone in charge of anything? That is the the key password that Princess Leia has used to make sure that only she gets the information. Because obviously, no one only else she would, would think that. No one else would ever guess the planet that she's from that got blown up. That's the reason she's so gung ho about everything. Ugh. No, who could possibly? Who who could? But <laughs> the droid has a little message, and it's basically. Hey, someone on fucking uh, Bothway. I have no idea how to... Bothway? Bothawooey. Bothawooey? Bothawooey, because they're Bothans. Yeah, but so. the way that it's spelled, I was like, is that Bothaway? No, Both it's, it's, it's B-O-T-H-W-U-I. It's Bothawooey. Wooey! Bothawooey! Uh, but so so both a wooey has sent him a well it's a guy on both a wooey yeah the planet uh, of both a wooey it's yeah. like ego <laughs> the planet of both a wooey requires bathmo dads <laughs> and a sourdough jack <laughs> no tomatoes <laughs> both a wooey hates tomatoes no i no it's a guy on a, a both and on both a wooey has sent a message to princess leia basically letting her know that he has super secret important information and that and that to get it she needs to come to both Wooey to talk to him personally. There's no way he could, for example, send this secret information via, I don't know, super secure messenger droid. <laughs> the, <laughs> the weird thing for me as well for this is, like, how often do you think this happens? I mean, I was just thinking about it. I go, if you get a message that just says, hey, I've got super secret information, the leader of the rebellion has to show up. In person to get it, though. Please wear handcuffs. Please please show up. Do not wear armor. <laughs> like, okay, that's a dumb thing. You're an idiot if you show up to that. But then I'm thinking, oh, yeah, she just went and was like, I'm going to go fly to fucking Rhodia and try to talk to the Black Sun. So, obviously, Princess Leia is kind of a moron when it comes to safety. Yeah, no. Also, I mean, come on, John. This is completely on the up and up. The guy knew her super secret password. That super Alderaan. secret password. <laughs> I mean... I mean, this guy has to be on the level. So immediately, Dash Rendar is suspicious. And the reason he is suspicious is because the, the Bothan who sent the message is named Koth Milan. Now, that's weird to him because most uh, Bothans have the last, a last name that ends in Elia. 
So, uh, for example, the only Bothan anyone's ever heard of, Borsk Thalia. So he's like, that's not a Bothan name. That's a that's almost a human name. You know, a good tr- traditional human name like Skywalker or Darklighter or Sleaze Bagano. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's not that's not Borsk Thalia, the only Bothan name anyone's ever heard. So I'm suspicious. Oh man, I can't wait to get to Bothawui and get on that <laughs> Borsk Belt comedy. <laughs> The Borsk belt. Oh, man. Someone take my secret spy information, please. <laughs> I just flew in from Alderaan, and boy, are a lot of Bothans dead. <laughs> uh, these have been Bothan jokes. The, the, <laughs> these have been Bothans. <laughs> Coming up next, Manny Bothans. Hi, I'm Manny Bothans. <laughs> <laughs> so... So Dash is like, I don't want to go to Bothawui, although my ship could get there super fast and just in time because it's the coolest ship in the world, but I don't want to go, though. He's just, he can't even be like, no, nah, I'm not interested with that bragging for a minute. God, fucking Dash Rendar, my arm is not long enough for the jerk-off motion that is in my heart for this guy. <laughs> anyway, Luke has to basically bribe him to go with him. He's like, I don't even want you around, Dash. I can't believe they sent me a stupid babysitter. Anyway, you have to come with me to Bothawui. <laughs> yeah. And Dash is like, I don't want to. I'm not you're not worth the money for me to take my ship to fucking both Wooey. And he's like, I bet there's credits. If we get it super secret information, maybe they'll pay you. Okay. Mm, fine. <laughs> so uh so that's gonna happen. And the two of them agree to meet in orbit uh and fly to both Wooey. And as uh Dash takes his swoop and flies off towards where his ship is parked. Luke's like, I sure don't like that Dash Rendar, I, which I assume, of course, is because of all the noisy water drinking. Probably. Uh, but at least he's good with a gun and quick with a ship. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I Thank goodness that the chapter ended with yet more blowjobs for Rendar. Yeah. Good. Glad. Glad that happened. Good job. Good job, Luke. <laughs> also, his piercing green eyes just hold you like magnets. <laughs> I could just get lost in those muscles. <laughs> I just want to wander the forest of his chest hair forever. <laughs> <laughs> Says uh, Chewbacca, probably. No, probably. no one speaks that language. Uh, All right. That so was a chapter. That's, a, that's chapter 16. So, yeah, let's definitely get into chapter 17, where uh, Leia is talking to Avaro, uh, eh, uh, who... Uh, just it, right off the bat, I'm Thawi. <laughs> Black Thun doesn't hop when I say tho. Lavaro again, is Greedo's uncle who runs a casino that's connected to Black Sun and lives on the planet Rhodia and is also a cartoon duck. Yeah. <laughs> His ridiculous <laughs> lisp is so amazing to me. Yeah, at one point he says, suit yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I think I've actually come full circle on it. I think I love it now. You're, you're on board with Avaro? I'm fully on board with old Uncle Avaro, the cartoon duck that runs a casino. <laughs> well, the nice thing about running the casino is that he's real useful at the weddings they do there for all the people who want princess bride weddings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mawed. Oh, he's got a different speech impediment. Shoot. Oh, no, my joke. Oh, my joke. <laughs> anyway, uh... Leia's starting to get pissed off. She's like, this is taking forever. My crazy, stupid plan isn't working exactly the way I wanted. Yeah. The, but but the, at least she's happy that Lando's happy. Yeah, the thing that is going to show up in here that ends up showing up a few times during these chapters as well is, oh, you know, sometimes when a thing looks too easy, it is. Other times, it isn't. 
<laughs> oh, good. Thank you. have narrowed it down to the Venn diagram of all that exists. I mean, let's uh, honestly... One of the things you learn about this book is that all these characters have no idea how story concerns work. So they have to constantly have things like bribery or uh, bluffing explained to them. Oh, yeah. Like just every time there's, what is, uh, what's happening? Oh, you see, he's lying. Lying is when you uh, deliver intentionally misleading information for the purposes of deceiving someone. What? Why would anyone lie? What's he doing? Why, he's stealing. He's stealing 40 cakes. And that's terrible. (laughs) That's as many as four tens. (laughs) Yeah, I, I can't with this book's inability to let people understand what's happening. Lando should know all the... Uh, C-3PO, for instance, should know what bluffing is. He is a protocol ambassador droid. No. Cannot. Uh, whatever. Anyway, uh... Back he, to Shizor. Well, well, no, hang on. There's a few things I want to talk about here. Oh, hold on. Because, first of all, Lando is apparently winning every game he plays. Uh. So, apparently, uh, he's not just a gambler. He's a super gambler. He's got, like, superpowers, because this is a regular rigged, you know, Vegas-style casino. Yeah, but if but, he's playing card games, it could be just poker where he's playing against I, other shows. That's what I was thinking, is he's not even playing for money at this point. He's just happily playing, like, hearts with some guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just sitting around playing space euchre. <laughs> Leia, I shot the moon again. <laughs> hey, you want to get in on this? We're playing Pusoy Dos. <laughs> Have you not played that before? It's a, it's a Filipino variant on pick two. Hey, uh, you want to you wanna come over here? We're playing Five-Handed Sheep's Head. <laughs> Weird German game. It's great. I love it. <laughs> Come on down. We're playing poker, but it's uh, aces, fives, sevens, and one-eyed jacks are wild. It's five-card draw. <laughs> <laughs> the minimum ante is a sugar packet. <laughs> Ooh, someone's betting a matchstick. Someone feels pretty sure of their hand. That's too rich for my blood. <laughs> also, also, Chewie is apparently just playing Space 40K. Yeah. Just he's- over and over again. Just out there being like, thing. <laughs> well, he's about as articulate as most 40K players I have had the mi- misfortune of being across a table from. Zing! <laughs> What's how? <laughs> Look out. <laughs> All right, now we can go back to Shizor. Shizor. And he's Shizor. Shizor. Rapier than lightning. Uh, so, uh, we get... Him talking to Guri. Oh, yeah. It's it's round two of him telling Guri to do something and her going, no. I don't want to. Yeah. He tells her to leak some secret information to their, their both and double agents on both a wooey. When you, you're guessing it's probably the information about their location of this rebel, of the thing that the... It, basically, it's foreshadowing for what's about to happen. So he's going to leak some secret info to both a wooey. Which she, means that this is supposed to be a flashback? Yes, I think so. I think the time scale here is a little messy. Because I'm like, they already got a droid that would have taken a while to get there. Yes. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe there's multiple secret information packets being le- leaked to both a wooey. Maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, granted, when they ask him where he got the information later, Koth Milan, where he got the information about where the freighter is going to be, he says Black Sun. Yeah. So it's got to be the same info. But Guri's like, that's dumb. I thought we were on Team Empire. And he's like, he's like, oh God, what he's like. He, he launches into a metaphor pileup that's just. Oh, yeah. He's got a straight up metaphor gumbo stewing here. Just any kind of metaphor. Throw a few more metaphors up in there. Oh, boy. I mean, he basically says uh, it, it's like a careful player takes no bets, but sometimes has to jump over a chasm, which is a double-edged sword which cuts both ways, as it's intended to. Checkmate. (laughs) Yeah, it is just... You went from, like, gambling to jumping to cutting. You're like, what are you... What is going on here? Your metaphor is 
So strained. Why is he even having this conversation? Anytime Guri's like, no, I don't think you should do that. He should be like, lady, you cost 9 million credits. You do what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I do love that, again, this is another moment where he's like, ah, yes, sometimes there is a risk. But you must take it, but other times not. And I'm like, ah, oh, shut the fuck up, all of you. <laughs> I know. All all they have is nebulous statements and explanations of how simple concepts work Ugh. and sexism from time to time. Fucking <laughs> Shizor. So yeah, that's pretty much all that happens. That's all the Shizor we get this week. But him him basically being like, yes, all we need to do is hit that bullseye, and then the whole house of cards will come crashing down like dominoes. Checkmate. That's that's why why Shizor. I thought you'd be smarter. What, no, I didn't. I've I've done five of these episodes. No, already. I do not expect anything out of Shizor, but a eight year old level of confidence. <laughs> Anyway, Luke and Dash arrive on Bothawui, which is apparently a very nice planet. It seems to be well run. Yeah, apparently it is the neutral territory because the Empire and the Alliance are using them as spies. Yes. So they're like, ah, whatever. Everyone loves them for their spy capabilities, so everyone leaves them alone So they they because everyone thinks they're getting the most advantage out of them. Yeah. Uh, it's also spring on Bothawui, which is uh, unusual because, you know, you think it'd be spring in the part of Bothawui that they land on. Nope. But that's not how Star Wars planets work, so whatever. Yeah, it's, I don't know, this is a perpetually spring planet. I like the the fact that uh, Leia, or sorry, Luke's first thing that he notices is that both of Wooey seems to have mostly Bothans and other aliens. Really? <laughs> Luke, you're on both of Wooey. You are the alien. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's weird aliens here. Oh my god, there's so many Bothans here. This is not a good place. <laughs> yeah, good job, Luke. You huge <laughs> racist. <laughs> Everything that's not human is an alien, even on their home planets. <laughs> anyway, they come to some guard who wants to see their passport, and Luke has another internal monologue where he's like, I'll use the Force. I'll do the thing that I saw Ben do a couple of times where he like uses the Force to cloud minds of men or whatever. I've done it before, but I don't know if I should do it now. That, it would certainly impress Dash Rendar, who's both dashing and an excellent pilot. I, <laughs> I, I am... At this point, convinced that it's basically just the inner monologue from sports animes. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is using the correct final strike. With that strike, he can hit the baseball, and it will go out of the field. But and you're like, oh, God, no, stop it. And it's always so simple. Like, every time I watch one of those animes, and they're always like, at this point, the person must turn around and swim back the way they came. And you're like, yeah, dude, you're at a swim meet. Everyone knows how swimming works. This is not... He has to turn and put his feet on the edge of the pool to push off. This will give him more momentum going the other direction. Can he do it? Slow motion will answer that question. Like, But everyone there should know the basics of turning around in a pool, but not the anime needs to dramatic, dramatize that. No, but yeah, that's, is, that's what's happening here for sure. Yeah, it's straight up that anime of Uno where it's yeah. like, he's playing a draw two card. <laughs> the next player will have to draw two cards. <laughs> Unless they can also play a card that redirects that, that effect. Uh, Which I have. I have a trap card in my hand. <laughs> You've just activated my skip card. <laughs> no, but so basically while he's standing there thinking to himself about how easy it would be to use the force to cloud the minds of men, uh, basically Dash Rendar just bribes the guy. Yeah, he's like, yo, here, here. here's a hundred credit coin. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> what the fuck is a hundred credit coin? Okay, so... I mean, I'm not 100% up to speed on the functionality of Star Wars money, right? But it's credits, 
which is which probably serves to indicate that it's not real money being handed from person to person, but rather you know value at, stored at some central bank somewhere. But I'm trying to think back in all of my knowledge of the Star Wars movies. Have I seen anyone pay for anything? Yes, with a coin? twice twice in Star Wars movies. Uh, Han flips a coin onto the bar to clean up the mess after he shoots Greedo. Uh, and also when Han gets paid for his his help destroying the first Death Star and he's about to leave on Hoth, he's leaving with two big briefcases full of something, which is his payment. Okay, so, 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 so credits are physical things. Maybe. I don't know if that's a credit coin or like a local Tatooine coin he's paying with, and those, those uh, briefcases could be full of anything valuable. Yeah, but I mean, there is a point in... Uh, later on in the chapters that we read where Leia's going to put a coin in a slot machine. Again, that could just be a local slot machine coin. Like, that could be straight up a token that they use at the casino the same way that real casinos use co- uh, chits instead of money. Yeah. So, are we saying that there are minted coins that have a value of 100 credits? At what point does credit just mean dollar and not like, you know... Well, oh, it's, a, it's a universal credit. It's Yeah, it's a universal money amount. Yeah, I guess they just that must call be it credit instead of like yeah, they just lira. Call, maybe it started out as credit and eventually it just turned back into dollars because that's just the grinding wheels of capitalism, baby. Well, yeah, as soon as you've universalized the, your currency, then at some point someone's going to be like, dude, I don't want to pay with my swiping a card. Here's some money. <laughs> I guess so. So, yeah, 100 coin credit coins, which is interesting that he's willing to drop 100 credits on this because later on Luke suggests that if he helps out with something, it may be worth as much as 1,000 credits. Yeah, he is willing to give up a hundred credits just to go up into the uh, the tower where this information might be useful to him. Also, this is the point where Dash has to stop for several minutes to explain the concept of bribery to Luke. What? You bribed him? How is that possible? He's just like, well, this way, he's bribed and he's inclined to let us in. And get this, he can buy his wife or his femme friend a gift later. What the femme friend? You didn't need it. You didn't need it, Star Wars. You this didn't was need- one of those times where you didn't need to break out the thesaurus. Yeah, you could have just said girlfriend and everyone would have been fine. No one's going to be like, girlfriend? That's a weird thing for the language of common to have Did or you whatever. know that some female aliens aren't girls? Uh, great. It's, okay, it's sure. his femme friend. It's semi-advanced gender theory. Yeah, there you go. It's it, Technically, his friend is, is male but very femme. That could be, but that's a very specific thing to assume that that one both in guard would have. Yeah, he has a wife or a friend who is femme. (laughs) One of the two. (laughs) This guy either has a wife or a David Bowie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I want a David Bowie. I'd I'd way rather have that I now pronounce you man and David Bowie. (laughs) Yes. Oh, you're officiating my next wedding. That's what I, I do officiate weddings. I officiated one, and I'm, I've already started up on another one. I know. You hear that, listeners? If you want Jeff to officiate your wedding, that can happen. You just need to get me there. Yeah, and I'll MC your wedding. Yeah, John MC'd that wedding. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We did. We teamed up on a wedding once. Yeah, we we double teamed that wedding. <laughs> we we high fived over the back of that we, wedding. We made the Eiffel Tower out of that <laughs> wedding. Ran a train on it. Oh, good lord. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> At this point, they manage to get into the building. They find, uh, I want to say it's like the fourth droid they've encountered on this walk. And this one's like, hi, I'm a droid. Where do you want to go? You're not, it's not even the one you're thinking of, John. No, there's there's a droid that I am thinking of. No, you're thinking of R04, who we'll get to. But first, they meet this random droid in a hallway, and they're like, hey, can you tell us where Koth Milan is? And it tells them in a deep, sonorous voice. 
Yes. That I just is wanted, my favorite. I just wanted to mention that, that there's a Barry White droid out here on both the Wooey. <laughs> like, hey, can you tell me where Kofmalon is? Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's on the 15th floor, baby. <laughs> That's perfect. Then they find R04, and John, please. Oh, my God. R04 is... The dumbest droid in the world? The the worst droid, because he, I guess, is the Amelia Bedelia brand droid, <laughs> as he takes everything told him literally. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty straight up. <laughs> he's an Amelia 3 Bedelia. <laughs> yeah. Like, Luke shows up, and he's like, hey, I'm here. I got the message for Princess Leia. You're Princess Leia? Jesus Christ, no, I'm the representative of Princess Leia. But you said you were Princess Leia. Oh, I hate you, droid. Okay, well, then Dash goes, hi, I have this blaster, and he pulls out his gun. I'm Mr. Man with a Gun about to cook you. And I want to get in there, or I'm going to blast you. And the droid somehow understands both concepts, both the literal stupid one and the actual intent. Yeah, he understands the threat, but also takes the threat literally. Yes, because he's like, oh, well, it is a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Man with a Blaster about to cook me. I will let you in to see the Koth Milan, because this is a threat. And then he like opens the door. Mr. Milan, they forced their way in. First, they claimed to be Princess Leia, and then I found out that his actual name is Mr. Man with a Blaster about to cook me. <laughs> oh, God damn. I, I want to believe in my heart of hearts that he was just being a sarcastic asshole about it. <laughs> But mostly, the way that it reads in the book is it's just literal droid is literal. Yes, that's that's got to be what it is. I mean, that's he, he already thinks that way about C-3PO as well. Yeah. Well, why would he play that hand if that hand isn't going to win, Mas- uh, Master Leia? <laughs> oh, that is called bluffing. In bluffing, you are actually trying to pretend you do not have a hand you have. Oh, Aww. well, that is absolutely fascinating. I'll have to tell the other members of his, of his game that he's bluffing so that they know how to respond. <laughs> I, anyway, Kothmalon turns out he knew they were coming the whole time because he's a good spy. He's like, I, you you bribed the guy downstairs in air quotes, but you know you wouldn't have actually gotten through. You just gave a hundred credit to a dude that I wanted you to get through anyway. Okay, can I have my hundred credits back? Nope. Oh, also I I hired this stupid droid for fun. <laughs> I hired the worst droid to be my secretary because I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> good times. He's funny as hell. Look at this guy. Look at this I, fucking idiot. I've learned to deal with him completely, literally. Hey, R04, jump up and down until your leg falls off. <laughs> okay. Thanks, buddy. Also, uh, so first of all, Kaufmalon starts off our conversation by immediately dispelling the notion that his name is weird. Because <laughs> the first thing he goes is like, my dad was a teacher who got killed by the Empire. That means I can have no honor until the Empire is destroyed. That means I can't have the honorific Elia attached to the end of my name. Yeah. I think he can't have the the honorific attached to his name because it would make his name Melanie Leah, which makes him sound more like a fifth grader girl from Oklahoma than... <laughs> yeah, that's up on the big chalkboard of potential names. <laughs> yeah, you got there Kristen Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie Leah. M- Melanie Leah. Melanie Leah, you get in here. <laughs> Melanie Leah, you put that down this instant. Melanie Leah, Jesus is watching. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie Leah, you leave room for the Lord. <laughs> so... Koth Melanilia is like a spy who has some information that there is a... Man, how, how long are we... Go- oh, boy. Uh, yeah, there's a freighter coming that uh, has some super secret info on it, but it's disguised as a fertilizer freighter. Yes, it's a fertilizer freighter, which is the uh, talking cat of this entire scene because Dash keeps boggling at it. Like, every couple minutes, on a fertilizer freighter? Are you sure? 
Ugh. Why would anyone hide anything on a boring, useless fertilizer freighter? Yeah, well, and because- then he's like, well, because fertilizer freighters wouldn't normally get hijacked even by pirates. I don't want to hijack a fertilizer freighter. There's no way something's hidden on it. <laughs> At no point does he make that logical connective leap where he's uh. like, oh, that is why, because they're boring. Oh, no. He does eventually go like, that is devious. <laughs> Okay, sure. Good job. You finally figured it out. You figured out the least devious possible thing. Ugh. So it turns out that they have some secret plans that are being shipped by fertilizer uh, freighter instead of, you know, by super secret message droid that we established in the last chapter. Yeah. It could have been one of those, but nah. Could have, but no. <laughs> uh, so two things about Koth Milan. First of all, he keeps calling Rendar M. Rendar. Yeah, and I... I'm like, is this the French? Is he like, Monsieur, Monsieur Rendar? Monsieur Rendar. <laughs> <laughs> I am a spy most excellent. <laughs> is that what's happening? Are, are, is Monsieur, the, the Monsieur Madame what they use on both a wooey? Yeah, probably. And also, is he pronouncing it M. Rendar? Because Mr. has a pronunciation, but M is pronounced Monsieur. Yeah, so if it's just M. Rendar, he's like, Rendar? <laughs> yeah, it's Merendar. Merendar? He, <laughs> That's what he, it is. He doffs his space fedora and is like, Merendar? <laughs> Merendar? Uh, red pill. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the freighter's coming with some secret information about red pills. <laughs> so, I'm not sure what's going on with Monsieur Rendar there. No, uh, he's, uh, he's a smuggler going his own way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Another thing about this scene is that... Uh, <laughs> He points out, after he points out that his dad was killed by the Empire, he's like, it seems to me, Monsieur Render, that you should also be quite angry at the Empire after what they have done to your dad. Incroyable! And, and Rendar, for, Rendar right here is the first uh, flaw in his dumb armor where he goes, uh, don't talk about that. Uh, oh, don't talk about my family. Stay out of it. Uh, mm. I can dish it out, but I can't take it. I secretly have a heart of gold. Uh. So that that happens. And it, has to, it causes Luke to have to go, what happened to you, Rendar? Who hurt you? <laughs> Do you need a hug, <laughs> Merendar? You want to listen to some Lionel Richie songs with me, Merendar? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's not like we don't all know what happened already, because because that's the story that Lando Dunn told to Leia around the campfire about four episodes ago. Yeah, we already know. Yeah. So, there you go. I guess bothans are French. That's something we've learned from this scene. Yeah, we the start of the next chapter can get through really quickly, but it's just Vader thinking the Emperor's doing something stupid and can't tell him. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole, the whole point thing. of this. We don't get to know what the stupid thing is. It's just sort of Vader thinks the Emperor is being a dummy. However, he cannot tell the Emperor he is being a dummy because the Emperor will cook his brain. In, in one of my favorite things, though, Vader is straight up having one of those weird, like, thought trains that you get from time to time where you're like, oh man, I can't tell him he's being stupid or else he'd kill me. It's a good thing he doesn't have the ability to read minds. But dude, what if he did have the ability to read minds? Okay, so if he had the ability to read minds, he just starts <laughs> going off on this weird hypothetical. Oh, would he have the re- ability to read everyone's minds? What if it was just like what women want, that movie? <laughs> then he could only read women's minds huh. and he'd learn something about them. You know, you gotta learn things. What if What if someone was just really femme? What if I had a femme friend? Would he be able to read their mind? <laughs> could he read David Bowie's mind? <laughs> what I need to know right now is can the Emperor read David Bowie's mind? <laughs> and the cancer, of course, is yes. <laughs> All you have to do is listen to Black Star. 
<laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, more like Black Sun, am I right? Oh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so we have no idea what this sequence is. I like to think that he thinks Vader's be or that the Emperor is being a dummy because he bought an arcade cabinet that doesn't work anymore. Yeah, <laughs> the Emperor's just like, look, man, I I bought an old version of Pac Man. I'm gonna fix it up. It's gonna go great in my den. My master, you cannot repair arcade cabinets. Why don't you just call the t- the handyman guy? Look, she's already hired my best handyman out from under me, and I had to have him killed. <laughs> I'm... Yes, but that doesn't mean you know how to fix one. I mean, look at your broken ski ball machine. I I I watched some videos on YouTube. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I mean, this is just going to be your leaky above-ground pool all over again. <laughs> Don't you hate on my above-ground pool? The ladies love it. Just because you can't get in there, Sparky. My master, you know I will rust if I get in an above-ground pool. <laughs> you jerk. That's why I got a pool, so you can't come in. <laughs> Can I at least hang out nearby at the Tiki Bar? No, I'm going to splash you. Come here. This is the splash zone, Vader. <laughs> so, I mean, we're... There's two reasons that Vader can't tell the Emperor what's going on. One, the Emperor will kill him. And two, if he if he actually voices his concerns, what does he have left to be petulant about? Yeah. This is old Mr. Anakin Grumpy Pants we're talking about. He needs something to be a little bitch about, so that that's why he has to keep it to himself. Yeah, he's gotta he's gotta hold on to something. Yeah. So anyway, we cut back over to Koth Milan, who is showing off a little fleet of Y Wings that will be piloted by Bothans to uh, Luke and Dash. Yeah, both ends are going to be in some old-ass Y-Wings. Now, hang on. They're not just Y-Wings, John. Not just Y-Wings. Not ju- look, look let's, get this, let's get this straight and clear. These are BTL-S3s, the most common rebel attack craft. Two-seat two Y-Wings made by the BTL Corporation. They also, of course, have time and back X, or 1X-4 laser cannons, which do run on Novel Dex generators. Unfortunately, although they are equipped with Arakid launchers, they have no proton torpedoes at this time. Thank you, Steve Perry, for opening up the manual of Star Wars yeah. <laughs> and just looking at the Y-Wing blueprints. I know. He's just padding his page count by being like, let's look at that cutout of a Y-Wing and just list some stats from them. He's like, man, I don't know anything about Y-Wings. And he just opens up the book to Y-Wing and is like, eh, I'll just write that down. I'll just put this in here. Whatever. <laughs> Everyone needs to know that they're called BTL-S3s. That's, that's useful information. Meanwhile, 15 years later, some dutiful person will take all that information down Go to Wikipedia, open up Wikipedia, and type it all right back in there. <laughs> uh, our our next scene is basically just a tiny chunk of a page, but it's Leia finding out that there will finally be a representative from Black Thun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which Avaro comes out and he's like, The representative from Black Thun will be here, thought we. Fee will arrive on Tuesdays. It's three days from now. Yeah. And then he walks off, and Leia has to think about it for a second, and she's like, Thee? Thee? She? Oh, my God. A a woman as a criminal? Well, why not? I'm in a progressive land where anyone can be whatever they want. Why not a woman criminal? Why not indeed, Leia, the leader of the motherfucking rebellion, (laughs) a definitely criminal empire? The most hilarious thing about that is it's not even a woman. There are no women criminals because it's just a robot. It's a robo. It's just a sex robot showing up. <laughs> well, there is a woman criminal. There's two. There's Leia. There's Mon Mothma, too. Eh, they're freedom fighters. They're not so much criminals. Not in their own eyes, but in the eyes of the Empire, they are distinctly criminals. Well, it depends on who wins the war. That, <laughs> that's who decides who a criminal is. <laughs> 
Uh, but until such time as they do win the war, Leia is the the woman criminal. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, and also literally twenty five thousand years of modern Star Wars history. She can't think of a single woman cr- criminal. I mean, I've only got like twenty thousand years of Earth history. Watch Bonnie Parker. Done. I did it. I got it done right away. <laughs> that was easy. Real, there's never been one on any planet ever. Guri is the first female criminal. Ah, oh, sigh. I just, oh, for fuck's sake. All right, so so that's that's what's going on. I mean, why is this book bothering with that though? I, why do we need that? Why do we need her to be like a woman criminal? Thank God, I'm glad we can make liberal steps towards women's lib. Finally, women in the criminal workforce. What is happening? Why did you say a woman criminal up to speed? That would be much more progressive for her to not say a bunch of shit about it. Or even if she was just like, oh, good, I'd rather deal with a woman than a guy. That, that'd be enough. I mean, the way that he writes it makes it feel like he's like, I'll, I'll show women I'm down with them. It's fine for a lady to be a gangster as long as she's done gangstering by five to get a roast in the oven. <laughs> I'll show these ladies that I'm down with women gangsters. It'll be fine for you to be a gangster, honey, at least until such time as I find a job. <laughs> It'll be fine if you're a woman gangster as long as you're mostly there for sex. Yeah. <laughs> women gangsters are okay. They're just like women real estate agents, I guess. <laughs> you could also be a telephone operator. <laughs> Or get your degree in TV VCR repair or accounting. I just, just stop. Just book. Stop with the. Stop with your ham-fisted, shitty attempts at, at at being progressive. It it all comes off like a grandfather is trying to do it. Yeah. Anyway, that's about enough out of her. So Koth is uh, showing off the plans for this like secret freighter that's going to show up with with. They don't know what's on it yet. They just know it has secret information. So they're showing. He's showing them where the freighter is going to arrive, so they can a- a- attack it. And he asks Dash Rendar if he's been able to dig up info on where, what's on the freighter. And Dash's response is, uh, "Nope, that info is closed up tighter than a Corellian clam." So I thought to myself, John, for a second. For huh, a second, I wonder, are Corellian clams noted for their tightness? <laughs> And I went to go check Wikipedia, and indeed they are. <laughs> and indeed. So, so yeah. Yeah, man. Them, them Corellians got it going on. They, they their know, clams are known for their tightness. Well, they would be, because one of the three intelligent races on Corellia is sea otters. If I was a clam on that planet, I'd be like, yep, tighten it up. And if there's one thing a, a sea otter likes, it's a tight clam. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to make this sexual. I'm trying to make it dirty. <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not playing your game. <laughs> Mostly because I'm picturing a whole bunch of Salonians cutely banging their super tight clams against their chest with a rock. Oh, I'm... I'm picturing them banging some super tight clams, if you know what I mean. <laughs> nope, I'm afraid I do not. I'm, I'm unwilling to get on board this train. <laughs> so, basically, they disturb. They determine the name of the of the freighter at this point. It, it's the uh, the what was it? The poop ship Alpha. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's the Suprosa. <laughs> the poop ship Alpha. Well, because it's a fertilizer carrier. It's yeah, the, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I get it. It's poop ship Alpha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Wikipedia definitely knows that clams are tight on Corellia. Yeah, they What's do. amazing is that there were actually three articles about different kinds of clams. And the article on Corellian clams, they are known for their tightness. Done. So someone got there already. Someone read that page and was like, I better go tell Wikipedia this. Well, <laughs> turns out we got new info. People need to know that this war- this was just for alliteration, but no, it's definitely de- definitely serious. Definitely for real serious. All right, this is also when Koth reveals that Black Sun has helpfully provided them with the information about the shuttle, or the yeah. freighter. So, And Luke is like, Black Sun? I don't think, why are we getting information from criminals? Well, once again, you are definitely a criminal. Yeah, and thing is... You're hanging out with he, Dash Rendar. He doesn't make the leap that I would have made, which is, 
Princess Leia, like a week ago, went to go talk to Black Sun, and now you're getting information on some super secret thing from Black Sun? I would have gone, oh, Leia must have gotten in contact with them and now they're helping us. Oh, come but on. No. That would imply that Leia, a woman, managed to do something. If, if anything, he'd be like, huh, well, a few weeks ago, Leia went off to go talk to Black Sun. I bet Lando and that weird dog got some work done while she looked at shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lando and the weird dog went on a fun adventure where they learned the true meaning of Black Sun. <laughs> Meanwhile, she had cucumbers on her eyes. I imagine. She's so pretty. Uh, <laughs> She's a big girl, though. She's got her big girl pants on. All right. Well, anyway, at this point, they decide that they have to leave, get up into space, and inter- interrupt the freighter. Yeah, and this but- will be the, the end of our nonsense is going to end on the confrontation between... The Y-Wings and Luke and Dash and uh, this freighter. And those poor Y-Wings, it, there's got to be at least four times where Luke's like, they're not very good ships, and those aren't very good pilots. Yeah, it's like, well, these guys are idiots, but, I mean, I guess they'll do, and these ships are old and shitty, but whatever. I guess it'll be fine. Uh, sure, quit being a dick, Luke. They're uh, volunteers who are, w- are willing to risk their lives to die for a rebellion that isn't even theirs. Yeah. Just, God, you, you shithead, Luke. Oh, and then Dash also needs to be talked into going on the mission again. Of course, he needs to be talked into anything. Yeah. Because Dash is the laziest person in the galaxy. Yeah. So anyway, they fly up and they wait in space. And while they do that, Luke has named the squadron Blue Squadron, presumably so we can add that I am also the leader of Rogue, Red, and Blue Squadrons at this point. Yes. He's like, I just got to, anytime I get in charge of at least one other ship, I got to give it some color. Yeah, so I can be in charge of it, so I can pad my resume. Yeah. So uh, he does that, and then the freighter pops up in hyperspace, so it can land on both of Wooey, I assume. Yep. And they're like, uh, freighter poop ship, let us on board. And it's like, like, hey, man, I'm just hauling poop. Get away from me, buddy. I just got some poop, dude. You want some poop, dude? (laughs) Sir. Sir, sir, he called me poop, dude. Sir, he said they're hauling poop, dude. (laughs) Well, hang on, sir. I'm poop, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're just hauling the nerdy stormtrooper. He's in the back. Hey, let me out of here. I know the secret plans for the second Death Star, sir. I don't know why they gave them to me. Oh, why does everyone call me Poop Dude? <laughs> uh, it's on your nameplate, Poop Dude. We have nameplates? You do. <laughs> and it's just, just a fucking piece of paper stuck to his back with tape. <laughs> this is Poop Dude back? Yeah. Call me Poop Dude. Don't start sentences unless they start with Poop Dude. <laughs> call me Poop Dude. It's the beginning of my favorite novel. <laughs> oh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I like it was the best of times. It was the Poop Dude of times. Uh, so they, they threaten this freighter who... The freighter does its best to be like, hey, come on, guys, I'm just hauling fertilizer here. Eh? Eh? Why don't you go pick on somebody else? And then instead it unveils a whole bunch of weapons. Yeah, it's like, oh, fine, I can tell you're not going to fucking leave me alone. So uh, I'm actually a fully armed and operational battle freighter. Yeah. Oh, God, I completely forgot about the part where Koth asks, uh, or, I'm sorry, Dash asks Koth Milan if he can cook. <laughs> He's like, we're going to go beat up, beat some ass in space, and I'm going to get hungry. So, Koth, you can ride on my ship if you can cook dinner. Uh, great. This is one last spare brag out of Dash Rendar. I can fly and eat at the same Same time. time. (laughs) Fuck you. Also, I've got a tree house that's got two floors. (laughs) I have a Nintendo and a Sega. (laughs) I had a Super Soaker before they were available on the American market. (laughs) 
My uncle works for Nintendo. <laughs> My huffy white heat bike has special lights that point at the ground. <laughs> just, just a fucking never. He's like the guy gardener of Star Wars. Uh, so you anyway, just want to punch him. You just you just do. That's what you want Batman to punch him. Yes. So this ship reveals a whole bunch of lasers and immediately vaporizes a Y wing, and then it fires a missile to destroy a bunch more bunch more Y wings. Yeah. But Dash Rendar ain't having none of that. Yeah, Dash Rendar's like, yo, I got this. Chill out. I'm going to shoot this missile down. I'm the Pele of shooting down missiles, says Dash Rendar, who then flies around failing to shoot down the missile. Yeah, shoots Which, at it, and he's like, I, I, should, I should hit it. What's I, going on? How come I'm not hitting this missile? This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this missile must be rigged. My older brother could, couldn't even beat this missile. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, even though it takes him several minutes of flying around, shooting at the missile, and complaining about how the missile is cheap, this is a cheese missile. No more picking this missile. Oh, uh, no fair. Like, you're just going to crouch in the corner, cheap missile guile. <laughs> I, eventually, the missile destroys four of the Y-Wings, which, come on, guys, if you have enough time to listen to Dash just whine and complain, scatter. Yeah, like, the four Y-Wings are just sitting there looking at a missile coming at them while Dash is chasing it around, they're like... Yeah, I'm sure he's got this. Let's not move. I feel like any of these Bothans would be like, you know what? I've known Dash Rendar for like three days. I'm fucking scattering. And I there's, hate this there's guy. There's no way he is standing up to all the fucking hot air he blows out of his own ass. <laughs> there is no way. Yeah. This guy levitates on his own hot air. I am not going to be able to trust him. <laughs> Oh, this guy has his entire ventral system on his ship designed to bring his own farts back into his cabin for him. <laughs> I'm going to move. I'm going to get away from the missile. Anyway, it blows up four of the ships. And uh, hey, at this point, after it blows up those four ships, meaning we've lost, I think, a total of six of the Bothan ships. Each is a two-seater, by the way, so that's 12. Yeah. Uh, they win. They get the shuttle, and that's the end. At the end, they're like, hey, prepare to be boarded, and the shuttle's like, okay. Yeah, Luke gets all angry that he blew up some Y-Wings and goes all crazy, awesome X-Wing pilot on yeah. him. Yeah, oh, Luke's, Luke's complaint is ridiculous. He's like, I don't deserve to be a commander. Every time I command, someone dies. And I'm like, okay, you're, you're referring back to the two chapters ago, right, when you flew the, uh, like, 12 X-Wings against, like, the entire Rebel Armada around the gas giant Czar. And lost, like, two dudes. You lost one dude. You lost Dix, and you had to shoot down another ship without killing the guy in it. <laughs> he lost one man out of his 13 people in his, his squadron, and they shot down, like, 230 TIE fighters. Yeah. And he's like, I'm the worst. Uh, I'm terrible. I don't deserve to fly. But you know what is important here about this scene, John? Many Bothins die! Hey! Yay! Many Bothins, many Bothins. All the Bothins died. Bothins. I'm so happy that Bothins died because it's from the movie. <laughs> Look at all these many Bothins. All these Bothins are dead! It's a party. You know, you'd think that many Bothins, when you first hear it, you're like, oh, that's got to be at least... Like, triple digit. At least. Yeah, it's got to be a, a cool hundo of, of dead Bothans. You know, because if you say many Bothans died for something, you aren't thinking, like, a dozen. You aren't thinking a baker's dozen of Bothans. <laughs> Twelve Bothans died to bring us this information. Yeah. At that point, why are you even calling them Bothans? You'd be like, oh, the the members of Blue Squadron, a, a squadron of Y-Wings that will be remembered forever in the annals of, uh, of rebel history died to bring us this information but no it's just some bothans also <laughs> because 
Luke is there when they're like, oh, many Bothans died. And he doesn't go, oh, that was me. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, he's just sitting there. He's like, yep, they sure did. You know, if I'm quiet about it, no one has to hear about my abject failure. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Nothing to do with that. You know, I believe I remember hearing that that was Dash Rendar's fault. Yeah, that, that douche guy, Dash Rendar. Remember? I hear he was involved. Yeah, douche Rendar caught those guys all killed. Good I hear job. he didn't shoot down a missile. Good job, Han Asholo. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh, that's the end. They they defeat the freighter, and uh, oh, apparently right here at the end. Uh, oh God, I completely forgot about this. When the freighter first deploys its weapons, it immediately kills one of the both and Y wings, right? Yeah. Which causes Luke to think, "Oh my God, how much wattage do those lasers have?" <laughs> you know what that means? Scottish inventor James Watt, about who the Watt, the unit of energy that manage, manage, measures the power of uh, electricity. Uh, is named after is a Star Wars canon character. Actually, it's it's named after Watto. Watto. <laughs> <laughs> he should have said how much Watto does that ship's canon have. Uh. <laughs> oh god, that would be great. So you look- can't do that. Only money works on me. Also, a measurement of energy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Also, Voltage is named after my friend Volta. <laughs> the Mars Volta. <laughs> Wait, now is he just hosting Saturday Night Live now? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the Mars Volta. Eh? <laughs> Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> Watto. This is uh, Watto's fifth time hosting the uh, Saturday Night Live. Hello, Mom. <laughs> It's so good to be back here for money. They wanted me to do a musical number. I was like, no way, no way. (laughs) Just name a unit of energy after me. That'll do, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Now let's do the Chance Cube sketch. Oh, my God. We have gone so long on this one. (laughs) Whatever. No one ever complains that the episodes are too long. Jesus. Okay. That that has never happened. (laughs) So, So there you go. There's there's the end. The end, it ends with Luke having a brief moment after he wins, by the way, where he's like, I probably could have won better with the dark side. Yeah, he's like, I'm so angry. I didn't even have any of my force powers. You know, the dark side of the force would have been there for me. It works when I'm angry. Eh? Eh? Shoulder devil. Eh? And that's the end of the chapter. (laughs) Eh? You should have another donut. You earned it. Dark side just wants him to eat donuts. <laughs> the dark dark side is basically the inner voice of a middle aged woman that's trying to lose weight. I'd say it's also the middle a- the inner voice of anyone at a potluck who's like first in line. <laughs> it's cool for you to take five pieces of chicken. Come on, it's fine. You got in line first, and you did bring that plate of Oreos. <laughs> you did dump those Oreos on the ground and eat them off the ground like an animal. You dumped an amount of Oreos that would cover a paper plate and then brought it, because that way you can have the rest of the Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> you sealed it back up and put it back in the cabinet. You definitely deserve five pieces of fried chicken. <laughs> I'm the dark side. Hi there. Hi there. <laughs> All right, so uh, there you go. That's this week's episode. There you have it. There's... The jam-packed chapters. Yeah, those were some good ones. I'm really looking forward to seeing all the big, exciting secrets that come next. Ooh, goodness. Will uh, Will Guri get to meet Princess Leia? Yes. Of course. <laughs> Obviously. Will Dash Rendar be all kinds of weirdly mopey? 
Uh, maybe. Probably. He is pretty much at the end of the scene. He's like, huh? Who? Oh, uh, I can't believe I... The missile was I bullshit. Up. Oh. Oh, no. Who's going to believe my stupid brags now? Oh. So there you go. Uh, let's see. What else we got to do at the end of these episodes? Folks, as always, if you like these episodes, you'll want to support our Patreon. Patreon.com slash System Mastery. We're rounding the horn on $800 per episode. When we, we are get rounding the Corrin horn. The Corrin horn. A character that we shouldn't know who that is yet. <laughs> If we get to, uh, nothing really happens at 800 but when we get to $1,000 per episode, we're going to make this show weekly. We are going to start speeding through these. We'll churn this shit out. We'll get through this book for once. <laughs> we still, you know, there's 42 chapters in this book, right? Oh, yeah. So uh, we got a ways to go. Yeah, we aren't even halfway through now. <laughs> nope. So uh, so that's a goal, trying to get this show to go weekly. We also do want to do some bonus content for the show. Maybe we'll announce that for like $900 or something. Maybe. I've been thinking it'd be fun to do dramatic readings of fanfic, but John's got other ideas. Who knows what we'll do? Oh, I've got so many ideas. You don't have a single one, do you? Oh, I've got All, all you have is disregard for mine. <laughs> I've got ideas. You just can't handle them. <laughs> My ideas are so cool. All of your ideas are stuff like Jeff's ideas suck. This is John's. This is John's famous idea. Yeah, well, I mean that is written down on my big board of ideas. Jeff's an idiot and he sucks. <laughs> do not trust his ideas. <laughs> yeah, do, I've, do I've, let... I've got a, I've got a Polaroid of you, and on the back it says "Do not trust his ideas." <laughs> do let him marry me to David Bowie. That's a weird one. <laughs> huh? Odd. Okay. <laughs> So, as always, if you give us a dollar at any level, then we're, you're getting us one step closer to making this show weekly. But this isn't our only show. Come on by and check out System Mastery, which is our reviews of old role-playing games, uh, or Movie Mastery, which is our reviews of terrible movies. Uh, and if you want to talk to us, you can do that real easy. You can follow us at uh, System Mastery on Twitter. We're System Mastery on Facebook. You can follow us on the street. You can <laughs> shout obscenities at us. Oh, don't lie, John. We're never on the street. <laughs> That's way too far away from a computer. That, that would require going outside. <laughs> So uh, you can find us on Reddit, uh, Gmail, Facebook, Twitter. We're System Mastery on all of those. SystemMasteryPodcast.com is the address. Come on by and visit us. Yep. Come come say hi. That's all you need to do. Let Just us come know say that you're listening. Yeah. So uh, otherwise, thanks so much for listening. John, you got anything else? I just want to say thank you. Thank all of you for listening. Thank you. And all I want to say is I'm Elan Sleesbagano. And I love death sticks. Who gave that dog a crossbow and two bachelor's degrees? <laughs> Calls everyone she's on. I don't know why. <laughs> That's Vader, <laughs> the world's greatest power top. Take a look at these meat bags.